edition. I'm here with my partner in crime, my PIC, Michael Barman, <laughs> Southside Barman. Southside today, yep. We went out for wings yesterday. We had to find four, we had to four restaurants before we found one that was open. <laughs> before we started calling around to see who was open. Um, how was your fourth? Uh, it was fun. Thanks for, uh, thanks for lunch. Yeah. Had a great, had a great time. Yeah, me too. It was always nice to get out with Barman and chat and BS and watch some soccer since there's no other sports on. And what do you watch? Some Bundesliga? We had the Bundesliga on. We had English Premier League on. Uh, oh, I guess it was the Bundesliga final? Or their no, it was the cup final. final. Their cup final. We're trying to remember whether that coach had gotten fired or not. <laughs> um, all right, you want to just dive in with cycling? Sure, we can start there. So, <clears> is <throat> is there a virtual Tour de France going on right now? Uh, yeah, the tour was supposed to start this weekend, so they started a a virtual a virtual one. Yep. Um, or any of the main competitors riding in it? Not not the main guys that would win the the tour. Um, usually, uh, most of the teams uh, put a couple people just um, to train. A couple people in there for the marketing and. Um, the positive effects of, of just getting known and doing a lot of Twitter and a lot of those kind of things. So, um, all right. So world tour racing starts August 1st with, is it Strada yep. Bianchi? Yep. Strada Bianchi in Italy. And then they're going to stay in Italy for a little while or for a few weeks or they go from Strada Bianchi to tour, tour Poland. And then, um, a week later, Milan San Remo. And then the Tour de France kicks off at the end of August. The end of, end of August, yep. The Dauphine's going to be in the middle of August. Um, so they're, then, they're, they're just they're rolling it out like they normally would, just three months late. Uh, or two months late. Yeah. The, uh, well, the only <clears> – <throat> they switched it up a little bit because they moved – the Tour's going first, and then the Giro is going to go next, uh, starting October 3rd and going to the 25th. And then, then after, then the final, um, the final stage race will be the Volta Espana, and that'll be uh, almost to the end uh, for from October twentieth to November eighth. Yeah, so it overlaps. I remember we talked about this maybe last time. It overlaps with the the, the Giro. Right. No, no one would be doing both, so you kind of they everyone all the teams had to kind of make a decision, and there's going to be. A few days each month, where the teams are going to have to be in three different places for racing. So it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see how everybody's able to work that out. Um, so obviously, there's been a couple stories popped up about Ineos over the last few weeks with Froome possibly leaving, even during the season. Well, it looked like they were trying to work out a transfer with Israeli startup nation. There are some concerns for Froome. Uh, they aren't really deep enough to actually support him in the Tour de France the way that he's accustomed to. Um, and then uh, I think uh, Enios wanted a large fee in order for him to transfer, and that might have put a uh, <laughs> that might have put a kibosh on it. Also, <clears throat> Those, uh, they've, they've, they've still got to be the favorite to win, though, right? Well, Bernal's probably the Bernal's probably the has the best chance of winning. It's going to be really interesting because Jumbo Visma is going to put up their three riders against Ineos' three riders. So you, you could get an odd situation where maybe, like, I have a feeling that Froome's going to act out. He's kind of a little... Uh, He's going to kind of do what Contador did when he was with Lance on the Radio Shack team. Right. Or Astana, maybe. Right. And then, or, or how he kind of treated um, Bradley Wiggins in the end. He was kind of a brat to Bradley when Bradley was the team leader. Um, so I have a feeling you'll see Froome like, try to take off with Demoulin in some early stages of the tour to try to get some time so he can be the leader. Um, and I have a weird feeling that you'll see Bernal and Jared Thomas bring him back. <laughs> <laughs> get back here, old-timer. <laughs> uh, 
accidentally, kind of. Um, so uh, it should be some really interesting racing. You know, I, I watched the F1 race this morning, and only 11 cars actually finished because they haven't, they had, just haven't had a lot of time to practice for race. And I imagine the Tour de France is going to be pretty similar, where some half the field finishes be as in shape as they think they are, <laughs> or not be able to handle the race. Well, I think you know, obviously, moving it to August. You know, usually that first week can be a little bit chilly of the tour and then and then it gets hot. You know, right. and you know, having in August and September, it could be hot through the whole thing. And you know, guys have been training indoors for the I mean, some of them have been doing their camps and stuff like that, but it, it's a different race now that it's later in the summer. Yeah, it's different different racing that way and they're not going to come in with 45 or 50 race days. They're only going to come in with about 15. 15. <laughs> yeah. And so you're, you're really going to, you're really going to see some, you know, people aren't going to be able, it's not going to be the controlled environment that it, that the Tour de France can become. And I think it'll actually be really exciting and people will be, will enjoy the tour a lot more. I think the leadership will change over between teams, between riders, between um, all the time. And it'll just be a free for all. Do you, do you think, with, I have two things to say. So first, I'll, I'll say what I was thinking while you were talking. I expect the first week to be like a really fast week as far as like the speed of the riders, but then it's going to trail off massively once they start hitting the mountains, week two, week three, where it's it's going to slow down. And it's actually going to be one of the slower Tour de France's of ever, ever that we've had in a while. I agree it'll be one of the slower ones. I think people will take advantage of the fact that that the teams will get tired very quickly. And so you'll see someone like Quintana. Well, Quintana had an accident yesterday. He got hit by a car. Nothing's broken. He's good. He's <laughs> tiny. He bounces off cars pretty well. well he only weighs um, 100 pounds. <laughs> yeah. He, uh, um, but he's going really well. He might be able to take advantage. Where's he riding now? He's on a French team called, uh, uh, like, it's not Ikea, but it's like Ikea. Okay. Um. It's a, a red team, and he won quite a few races in the beginning of the year and seemed to have been very motivated about leaving Movistar. Uh, Movistar is going to have three riders that they can use. I wouldn't be surprised if you saw Quintana and Movistar and some of the other teams besides Ineos and Jumbo um, really t- try to take it to the other teams and so get them to crack. Do they still have Valverde? They still have Valverde. I'm Landa? Not sure, I'm not sure what Valverde is going to do. What about Landa? Um... Uh, Landa is on McLaren. Okay, so who are the three riders then? Well, they they well, I don't know who got what who got what Grand Tour, but like you have like Solar. Okay. And some of the some of the younger guys, but yep. you have Valverde, Solar, and I believe Amador still. Um, and so yeah, those guys probably aren't going to win the, the the Tour de France, but they could definitely be in the top ten, and <clears throat> given the right opportunity. You know, Valverde's gotten top five of the tour also. And He's so, up there in age, though. He's got to be close to 40 at this point. Yeah, he doesn't seem to care. <laughs> that's a, that's the kind of rider I like. <laughs> yeah. He, um, you know, he might, take, he, might, he might take opportunity, or he could be saving it for the Volta España and try to win there. Um, so. Um, does the winner of this year's tour Get an asterisk next to their name. Well, I think every every event and everyone in 2020, it's not going to be a bad asterisk, as in as in like like a steroid use asterisk. Exactly, like the Lance asterisk, or or when you can't because the Barry the Bonds asterisk. Been, the fourth or fifth place person hasn't been drug tested, so you really can't award them the win if they hadn't been drug tested, like the first, second, and third one. It's not going to be an asterisk like that. It's going to be an asterisk in the fact that. 2020 is just going to be when 10 years from now, when we talk about 2020, we're just going to face palm. We're going to face palm their, our head and just be like, how the hell did we get through that? <laughs> um, anything else? Uh, well, you, you got, I think we'll, we'll, I'm going to jump ahead to the USA cycling. So they, sure. they've canceled all their summer events. All the summer events really just had to, had to go away. They had, um, they had every, every few weeks they had tried to put it off to see if things um, either got one got better or they had some clarification about what people wanted to do. But unfortunately, a lot of the areas where um, where the national championships were going to be hosted 
probably didn't want you know 500 or 1,000 athletes or uh, 1,000, 20,000 fans in Los Angeles County. Um, they're probably not going to allow events that would have 250 or 300 people at them. So um, unfortunately, it just came to the point where you just couldn't. Um, a lot of people didn't want to come um, or weren't open or didn't want to travel. Other people really wanted to have the events, but um, you know they didn't really want the asterisk next to their national championship either. So in the end, it ended up just being better to, to cancel and say 2020 is just a lost year on those events. Um, you've got the velodrome note here that's still not open. Uh, velodrome's still not open. In, um, you know, we're working towards, uh, we've got some plans together on how we can open safely. It's always bizarre to me, you know, when you see the number of people that protest or, like, <laughs> last night they went down United Avenue down by Moreland and uh, tried to set the Georgia Public Safety Building on fire where the Georgia State Patrol is housed and all that. But then you can't have a, you really can't have a velodrome race with 50 people at it. That would probably be safe. You know, it's here's my here's my. It's an outdoor event. There's plenty of room for social distancing for fans and riders. And you know, uh, I understand being cautious at this point because everywhere it's spiking. You know, I feel like we're at the start of our second wave already. Um, right. If not, we're a week away. Um, and. Uh, but it's an outdoor event. You know, you, maybe you can't do the concessions the way you want to do them, but everything else can be organized properly to, to social distance and, and get all that stuff done. You know. I, yeah, and, and we've, got, we've got some plans together. If we only use the velodrome one time a week, we really don't have to worry about um, areas that might have been infected or um, – those, those kind of the, a lot of the cleaning procedures that you have to do over and over again, like when you think about an airport bathroom or those kind of areas. So, you know, the velodrome would probably, the outdoor velodromes would probably be the easiest to open up. And I am officiating racing at, uh, at Rock Hill next weekend. Um, we'll see how that goes. And then, and then we'll just work at slowly opening things up that when they feel comfortable. Um, any other cycling news we need? Uh, we talked about Quintana. You said he didn't break any bones. I just saw he got hit by a car. Uh, yeah, it looks like he's going to take two weeks off, um, and then they're going to head to Europe here. They, um, I believe the Colombian riders have a, um, a special visa to fly together to get the permissions right. in order to go back to the EU. Yeah. Um, so they've kind of worked that all, all out. Um. All right, well, let's, let's jump into to the world of soccer, um, and then we'll go through some other stuff. Uh, I'm going to jump ahead here. Uh, we we got to – I know we texted Chris last week, um, but we got to congratulate the, the, the former state Masters champion <laughs> on, uh, on Liverpool winning the English Premier League, I think for the first time in 30 years. Am I right there? Uh, yeah, I believe that's what the announcers were saying was 30 years. I'm not – I'm not really up on EPL history, so that's not a. Well, I can I can barely keep the EPL and the FA Cup separate. So. <laughs> FA Cup still going on. EPL season is still going on, even though Liverpool has won. Um, right. It was pretty cool. I mean, they, I think they lost maybe one game in 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 the uh, in the league. Yeah, up until the Man City game, I think that's a. Uh, I think that's correct. Yeah. Uh, that's incredible. I mean, they were very dominant. Um, and I guess there's, there is, there was a season where, where there was a team that never lost, but they had like 17 draws or something. Do, do they pop bottles like the Dolphins <laughs> every year? I, I think they did. I did, they, I did hear some commentators say that they do, they do like whatever that city is, they toast. <laughs> they, they still toast get, the get together every weekend until there's no undefeated teams left. <laughs> Um, well, I don't think there's many of those 72 Dolphins left anymore. Uh, there's, I think there's probably uh, right around 20. Uh, probably just the kicker is going to be the last guy. Well, that we, Don Shula just passed away. He was the coach, right? Uh, Don Shula passed away uh, recently. But he was the coach of that team, correct? Right. Um, I want to say Larry Zonka passed away recently as well. 
one of the two running backs. Yeah. What was it Mercury Morris or Zonka? I, I think Mercury Morris is still alive, but I could be wrong there. Um, all right, so MLS, Atlanta United has left for Orlando, I think either yesterday or today, I'm not sure. Um, next Saturday is game one of the MLS World Cup type uh, tournament, I guess the best way to call it. Right. Um, we drew the group of uh, New York Red Bulls, uh, Cincinnati, and Columbus. Um, it looks like one of the two Atlanta United players that tested positive about a week or two ago is back with the team, and the other one is returning shortly. Yes, um, that sounds right. I know Columbus had a player test positive middle of this week um, when they got to Orlando, and I told you yesterday I hoped it was Nagby. <laughs> <laughs> Just for being uh, selfish. And then we were talking a little bit about, I don't have Dallas, the Dallas story in here, but they've got how many players? I think it's up to 13 or 15 players. And they've already postponed their first game because they might not have enough to dress. Um, Well, I guess they had 19, 19 people under contract still. Right. So it might be a mix of players and office personnel maybe that came Okay. From from Dallas, um, I forget the exact numbers because you know it was that definitely bottom, ten. That bottom, um, that bottom roll, um, like where we saw that Freddie Freeman had tested positive with the Braves when the Major League Baseball um, stuff had come out, um, and then we were reading through some of those people, and and I forget the number of. It sounds like the whole their whole team is going to have to be quarantined um, for themselves. Uh, or quarantine a little bit more differently than the other the other one, and then I saw that their um, um, that their game was uh, rescheduled to try to give them uh, more time. Uh, MLS postpones opening match of tournament after several FC Dallas players test positive. And one it looks like three more players. Nine nine players, players test positive. Wow. How old is how old is this article? Oh, it's from yesterday. So, all right, so it's nine. It's not ten. Right. Yeah, and then the article does say they have 19 players remaining. So, you know, that could be like three goalkeepers. and. 15 yeah, I mean, that's not going to give them enough to feel the team. Unfortunately, sometimes you just got to play the game. Like when we're in Little League and, the, and you only have eight, and then you see the last kid gotta get out of his car, and you're like, ooh, that was close. Um, yeah, we have five right fielders. <laughs> All right, so um, I feel like Atlanta United should be able to move forward with this. I, I think the only game they may struggle with is Columbus. I don't think Red Bulls are going to pose too much of a threat. We've already seen with Cincinnati, you know, they're like a Orlando 2.0. Um, you never know, but I just don't see it happening. Um, so Atlanta should move forward into the round of 16. Is that what it goes to? Don't know if it's six. Is it eight and eight? Eight and eight. Eight west. Eight east. That no, that, I think it's a, how many groups are there? Five. I think there's six. Okay, so the six group winner, the six one and twos move on. So that leaves you with twelve, and then there's four wild card spots. And I think that Orlando group because they've got six six, six, six teams in there, they get they might get like an extra an extra bid or something like that. It's that sounds right. It was really funky. Uh, I didn't understand it when I read through it, so I was just gonna wait to see how it wait to see how it rolls. Um, so with, without Joseph, so jo- it looks like Joseph is not coming back this season. It, at least that's everything I'm reading. Well, it's probably safer for for him not to be um, involved, just to make sure that he doesn't have any hiccups of, like getting the COVID. Right, and I know he's like rehabbing. I've seen the videos that he's posted. Um, he looks like he's right where he should be, you know, building strength, working on flexibility and, and, and getting uh, full full range of motion on that knee. Um, it looks like everybody else is healthy. I did see something yesterday that Barco might have a knock in his calf, but he, he should be ready to go. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how they play without, you know, you know, 
where were we getting goals in the first two or three games? We were getting them from odd places, you know. I think Pitty had a goal, Barco had a goal, but you had um, uh, what's his name had two or three goals. Um, the guy we got last year in the transfer. He's uh, playing Nagby's position. Oh, uh, not Heinemann. Yeah, Heinemann. Heinemann's got two or three goals. Oh, does he? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. I guess he does have two. That feels like a lifetime ago. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, it. I mean, it feels like last year, and it was only <laughs> March. Okay, it was like, yeah, it was only. It was March seventh, right? That we went to the we went to the opening game. Yeah. Uh, together. So. Yeah. Um. You know, it's going to be interesting to see where go. I'm really kind of excited to see this Rosetto kid. I was, I liked what I saw in him in the preseason games I watched. It'll be interesting to kind of see how they use him. Um, you know, the great thing about this break is it gives DeBoer plenty of time to plan. Um, as long as the team can execute that plan, um, you know, it's going to be really interesting. It'll be interesting, that's for sure. So... I I think Atlanta United gets to the round of eight. I think that's as far as they go. I'd like to see him win the tournament, but well, it's um, it's well, it's I mean, a it, lot of it's going to be who can stay healthy. Exactly. Um, who you know who can beat the heat because yeah. it's going to be hot and humid there. The um, um, Bovado didn't have any. Uh, I was going to uh, see what the what the betting line was on Atlanta United winning the tournament. Uh, but Bovado didn't have any of that, so I don't, um, I'm not sure if they. Uh, I'm not sure if uh, I'm sure other sports books do, but I'll tell you right now. Hopefully, and then who? who I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick Seattle. I'm gonna take the former uh, uh, MLS Cup winners to win it. There is no way they're winning a tournament in, in Orlando in, in August or July and August. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> they're not. Come on. No, <laughs> sorry, but <laughs> I think they can do it. I don't think so. Who are you, you going to take, Orlando? <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I wouldn't take Orlando either. Um, well, you know me; I'd rather just bet on on Atlanta making it. You know, my 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 uh, my betting site seems to be down. Oh, doesn't? Let's yeah. see if that came up. Luke, sports bet. Won't let me. It won't let me log in. Everything's down. Everything's down. Could be. Could be my internet. Wait, I'm on a call with you on the internet. <laughs> we're on. A, we're on a our weekly Zoom call. Me and Barman. <laughs> <laughs> our cocktail. Our happy hour. Our happy. Our happy hour. Virtual. Virtual happy hour. Yeah, maybe we ought to rena- rename this podcast the Barman and Bevo Happy Hour. <laughs> oh, that'd be a good one. I like that. Um. Oh, here we go. Maybe it's lo- loading up now. Right, we'll we'll take a look at it. So you you're not going to predict anyone? L.A. You're not going to pre- predict one? That L.A. That like L.A. group Bella, is going to be awesome. Want to play? Um, he's not coming to Orlando. Who's that? Bella. Bella's not coming. Bella's not coming. Bella's oh, not coming to Orlando. he opted out. Yeah, he opted. Yeah. Um, which was you know, uh, it's hard. It's hard to blame people. I mean, they've got a lot of going on, so. All right, so uh, we had a couple signings this week for Atlanta United. One affects the tournament, one does not. Uh, so they signed Mexican. I guess he's a forward or midfielder. I can't tell. Um, Jurgen Dam, uh, but he does not join the team until sometime in August. He sure does sound Dutch for a guy from Mexico. Well, I was telling you this yesterday that there's a huge German population in Mexico, and they're the people that are that started the Modelo breweries so that's actually a german style beer that's pretty awesome yeah um i was getting educated it's a good thing i was in the the spirit business for so long <laughs> um tons, and tons of useless facts that's right that's all i'm full of is useless information <laughs> uh it looks like he'll play like kind of the gressel position uh that right midfielder right wing position yeah, everyone says he can't cross that and he even acknowledges that he can't. He's terrible at it. Um, but his his style of play is more like Miguel Almirón out there on the right side. So he'll burn by everybody and then go in and hopefully uh, get opportunities on on goal. So um, it's going to be interesting. Um, 
They also signed a homegrown player, 17-year-old Josh Wolf. It looks like he is traveling with the team to Orlando. I think he's the sixth or seventh homegrown player they've signed. Um, and then there's rumors that they're going after a 18-year-old Paraguayan Ford um, and hope to have that signed uh, here in the next week or two. But that, that would be a post-tournament uh, signing as well. Um, all right, so we can talk NHL because it is the playoffs. <laughs> Players have signed off on the agreement yet. Um, yeah, they probably didn't because of the holiday weekend, you know, being Canada Day on Thursday or Wednesday, and then... What, uh, what is Canada Day? It's I think it's their Independence Day. Well, what, the Queen signed a piece of paper saying that they were independent? What, what is... And if you don't fight for your independence, how do you celebrate? That's a good point. It might not be their independence. I don't, I'm not Canadian, so I don't know. Oh. I only drink their Canada beer. for a while. I did not live in Canada for a while. <laughs> close. close. Um, so it looks like they'll be playing in two host cities, both in Canada, Edmonton and Toronto. Um, that hasn't been signed off on yet, but I, that's probably done. I think they're also, so. this is all coming around with their CBA too. So they're trying to get their CBA signed. It looks like they're going back to the Olympics. Yeah, so the NHL players will be back in the the next winter games. The summer games. Winter. Now, now that they play the now that they play their season in the summer. Yeah, is, they, can they, can is, they get into the summer games? Is the uh, the Winter Olympics only six months after the summer, or is it? <laughs> <laughs> it used to be that way. Right. Well, well, yeah, but now they pushed it one year, right? I think it'll be like fourteen months later. Not uh, right, not and then but later. but then yeah. like a couple months later is the Winter Olympics. 14 months, like a whole, yeah. Okay. If the Summer Olympics are now in 2021, but they're supposed to be in 2020. Right. So they're in July. Uh, I think they're in Beijing. I think they're in Beijing in 2022. Okay. They're going to, this one's in Tokyo, right? Or or Japan? Yeah, summer. Summer's in Japan. So summer 2021. Right. And then winter is typically... February-ish. So it's only six months after that. Oh, I guess it is. <laughs> Man, they're going to turn 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 around the Olympics. That's going to be awesome. <laughs> It'll be. It will be. Um, all right, so a unique playoff format for the NHL. They've added a fifth round, and they've added uh, – this is 24 teams get into the Stanley Cup playoffs now. The uh, top four in the East and the top four in the West get a bye round, and they kind of do a round robin to seat themselves. So you've got Tampa, Boston, Washington, and Philadelphia in the East will play a round robin to see who gets the number one seed. So they're not just sitting there waiting because they haven't played for... Exactly. Um, Everybody else plays a five-game round. So like Pittsburgh's got Montreal. Um, I believe they are the fifth seed right now. Um, And then I I didn't look at the West. Um... I'm I'm picking Tampa. On paper, they're the best team in the NHL. And and because they had such a bad playoff performance last year, I think I, they're, they're they're more serious about it. I mean, I, I'm always going to throw Pittsburgh in the mix on that, just because I feel like on paper they've got a great team as well. But I think Tampa's the team to beat. I and think so too. I think it's going to be. I think you know Boston's certainly really good. Washington's certainly really good. Philadelphia's trash. Uh, they got lucky. They got hot at the right time. The only good story coming out of the Philadelphia team, they've got a young defenseman who who finished his final cancer treatment, I think, yesterday or the day before. Jesus. Um, Oscar Lindbaum, I think his name is. Well, didn't, didn't Cindy Crosby get a concussion while he was um, jet, skiing, <laughs> jet skiing last weekend? On oh, Canada Day? Sid doesn't mess around. He was in the gym. Remember all those stories about Lance Armstrong for like what was he doing in the middle of the winter, <laughs> and he's training and nobody else is training. Mm-hmm. That's Sidney Crosby. He's in the gym taking his EPO and, and getting ready for the playoffs. Yeah, if he's driving to the grocery store and he stops too fast, he gets a concussion. So I mean, you know he doesn't drive. Someone drives him. 
They can't stop too fast. They gotta go. They gotta run the yellow light. It's Cole Harbor. There's no one that lives there. <laughs> There's one light. One light. Does he go all the way back home? He he probably got hit by Marty Lagina. <laughs> Sorry, Bob. Didn't mean to rewrite you there. Uh, you got any predictions? Or are you going with me on this one? Well, I, I I've liked the Lightning all season, and they, you know, they seemed like they didn't want to start too hot. I mean, your Red Wings didn't get in, and like your Thrashers did. didn't get in. No, I'm a Lightning fan. Remember my mom <laughs> sang the National Anthem at any Lightning game? That's more National Anthems than your mom has sung at any Lightning game. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I'm sure Mrs. Barman does a beautiful rendition as well. <laughs> yes. Um, baseball looks like they've approved for a 60-game season. Do you care? I don't care about baseball. I, I thought for sure that they baseball. were dead in the water and that sport was going away. You know, it's worth too much to go away. Um, but To uh, some. But yeah. But that, that, that sport's just awful. The way the Players Association gets along with the owners. And, you know, George Steinbrenner really destroyed baseball all by himself. He was the greatest thing for baseball, and you know it. What, Mark Schott? <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, we need to talk about... Uh, are the Indians well, going like, to... You know, baseball sounds like they're just going to... They're just going to wing it. You know, the NBA has all these protocols, a 120-page book, all these rules about what you can and cannot do. The baseball players just seem to be like, kind of like, hey, just don't go to dinner with strangers. <laughs> um, those guys are all hopped up on goofballs anyway. It doesn't matter what, the, what they do. <laughs> um, did you, so two stories have come out in the last day or two. One certainly makes sense to me. The other one does not. Uh, the Washington Redskins changing their name and the Cleveland and the Cleveland Indians changing their name. What's wrong with the Indians? I don't know. They got rid of the chief, which is bad enough. He wasn't chief Nakahoma. That was the, no, no, that was the Braves. That was the Braves. Um, I don't Well, yes, this, I don't understand how the Indians is, uh, is offends anyone. So I've heard everything from the blue Sox. I've, I've heard the Blue Sox. I've heard. Uh, Isn't that going to ruin Major League as a movie? I will. I I don't know what to do here because that is my team. I still wear the Chief proudly. <laughs> I think I had him on yesterday when I met you. Uh, yeah, I think you did. <laughs> I'm not backing down from that, especially after the guy who organized all the protests got arrested for fraud for embezzling money from Native Americans. Is he Native American? Yeah. Or is he, or is he like the NAACP? <laughs> no, he was a Native American guy. Um, I heard, so the Redskins is obviously, you know, I know there's a lot of Washington fans out there, but that's a bit of a, an offensive. Tony Dungy won't even say their name. Oh, he won't say the Redskins? He will not say, he calls them the team from Washington. <laughs> Somebody tweeted out that, that they should change their name to the Sentinels. And and and, and well, it was my sister who tweeted this out. They should change their name to the Sentinels, and then she'd hashtag bring back Falco. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. I didn't see that one on. Uh, and then I heard possibly the Red Tails, uh, which is a reference to the Tuskegee Airmen, the oh, black fighter pilot group from World War II. Which, honestly, if you want to turn your image around, that's the way you go immediately. And I believe well, Drew Haskins yeah. came out and said, "I would be all for that." Well, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's I mean, if you're Dan Snyder, you don't hesitate to say, yeah, that's what our name's going to be. That's what we're going to you right now. You never underestimate Dan Snyder's ability to make the wrong decision. <laughs> He'll mess it up. <laughs> he will <laughs> mess it up. Guy, uh, didn't he have, like, Urban Meyer in the booth, like, for a game last year, and everyone thought Urban Meyer was going with the Redskins? Yes. Or the team from, I'm sorry, the team from Washington. <laughs> he I did. Wanna, I don't want to offend anyone. And then he hired your boy, uh, Riverboat Ron. That's your boy. Um, uh, you've gone to more Carolina games than I have, right? Uh, nope. We've been to the same amount. One. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good time. That was a good time. Uh, it looks like... A lot of Zubas. You go for a Bills game, that's what you're going to see, buddy. <laughs> um, NBA going to Orlando end of July. It looks like that's just 16, and there's a lot of players opting out, apparently. Um, yeah, they. Uh, I believe they're collecting next week in Orlando. Um, and then I believe 
Uh, Toronto has been in Fort Myers uh, for a couple weeks, so they people didn't have to because the folks had already gone home. The players had already gone home. They made the playoffs. Uh, Toronto, I think, might be the second team in the East. I thought they lost everybody after they won. Yeah, but they just keep winning. Oh wow, good yeah, for them. Uh, it's an impressive team. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in here NFL real quick just because we were talking about the uh, team from Washington. Cam Newton signs with the New England Patriots. Your thoughts and uh, your thoughts on that? Uh, I think the Patriots will be better than the Buccaneers. Ooh, oh, yes, by far. The usual. The usual. <laughs> I'm in. The Bucks are going. What do we figure out? The Bucks are going eight and eight, maybe seven and nine. No, I think. Well, okay, so. Didn't we work through this on one of the podcasts? We did. We, we did. I think. I think we had the Saints at twelve and four. Right. I think we had I think we had Atlanta and Tampa right about the same, but I think that might have been before they signed Gronk. It's possible, but Gronk's no Mike Allsott, so there, there's that. Well, they play two different positions. No, they do the same thing. They score touchdowns. How do you win ball games? You score touchdowns. Yeah, the difference is somebody runs it in from the two yard line, and the other one catches thirty or forty yard passes. Mike Allsott has more than enough over forty yard runs into the end zone, and I've been there to see him. Because he's been coming directly at me, and it is an awesome experience. He's a way better football player than Gronk Kowski. Oh, no, he's not. Yes, he is. No, he's not. No, he's not. Yes, he is. And Gronk's got the rings to prove it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> because, and how, how, many, uh, how many Super Bowls has Joe Montana lost? None. Yes. How many is Tom Brady? Joe Montana's a better quarterback than Tom Brady. I didn't say anything. I wasn't arguing about Tom Brady and, and Joe Montana. Well, Gronk goes in the same way. If you're in, yep. if you're in but six Super Bowls, Gron- how many Super how many Super Bowls has Gronk lost? None. Oh uh, no, because he's been injured every year that they lost. No. Yeah, the the um, the year they lost to. Remember, he's only been in the league for ten years, not even. Yeah, but he's been injured. He's been injured during the Super Bowl. Though, if he's lost, he's only lost Seattle, one. And then the other one, which one did they lose? Uh, maybe he was out for the Falcon Super Bowl. Which is Falcon Super Bowl? The 28-3. No, he played which in that three? game. Uh, did he? Yeah. I don't remember. I have bad memories about that. 90, 99.8% win factor <laughs> in the half of three minutes left in the third quarter. It's a pretty impressive coaching there. All right, so he played since 2010. Him and Aaron Hernandez came in the league together? He's won two and lost two. Oh, has he? Yeah. Yep. Mike Allsott's got a ring. Yeah, but Gronk's got one more. <laughs> Mike Allsott's better. Is Mike Allsott in the Hall of Fame? Uh, I think he might be going in this year. I think he's close. I think he was right on the edge of whether he was getting in. I think Derek Brooks, him, uh, I think Lynch is already in, right? Yes. John Lynch, uh, John Lynch might be going in this year. One of those guys is going in this year. Right. And so Sapp's in. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Warren Sapp was the best athlete on the field at the time. When he was in a game, he was the best athlete on the field. It best athlete, worst tipper. Uh, he, he, well, he had a lot of issues, but he was the best athlete on the field. It was uh, impressive. Uh, Antonio Brown, does he find a team this season? Absolutely not. So it looks like somebody is pushing out articles daily of him, how he could join every team in the NFL. Because <laughs> I got a text from Nick this week. It looks well, like he's going to the Giants. I'm like, I saw the same article yesterday about the Packers, and Brian was on the text. Yeah, I saw the same article about the, the Falcons. So it looks like somebody's pushing out info. Antonio Brown's going to come to the Falcons? Yeah. I guess he really needs the money, huh? Uh, Yeah. I think he still has some open charges against him. That, or did he finally finish those up? Who knows he what's happened in, in the quarantine? Guilty to harassment and something else. Well, he threw. Or he no got team. caught throwing furniture off his his patio in or his balcony in Miami, like during the last season he played, and then he was getting sued by somebody. Uh, I think he actually had to plead guilty to taking other people's property. Um, well, then he had all that that weird stuff that happened in in the winter with the cops. And the, the one of the women he had kids with. The, the, he's got, I mean, 
if Antonio Brown wanted to be in the league, he would have made it work with the Raiders because that would have been the perfect spot. And he just couldn't. He just couldn't emotionally handle it. I, I, you ready for a bold prediction? I'm ready. The Ravens. Maybe. He's been working out with uh, what's his name? Well, he's got more playoff wins than the, than anyone on the on that team, doesn't he? Uh, I don't know about that. They usually get bounced pretty early these days. Yeah, I think um, uh, they're calling Lamar Jackson the new um, the new Tony Romo in the playoffs. Well, his cousin's on the team too. Antonio Brown has a cousin on the team. Yeah, he was the rookie wide receiver that caught all those touchdowns last year for them. What, what is the positive of having Antonio Brown on your team again? There isn't one. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Therefore, how many NFL teams are going to sign him? I mean, if you're going to sign him, you got to sign him in, like, week nine so he, he doesn't have time to ruin the team. <laughs> I could see that. Someone get injured and then, and then a possible I think Des Bryant is still out there. Do you have to throw the Browns into the conversation then? Oh. Yeah, but they're they're loaded up. They don't need it. They don't need another. They, there's not enough balls on never that team to begin. The, never underestimate the Browns' ability to do something that totally destroys The tight end asked for a trade. Uh, Indoku tra- asked for a trade yesterday. He wants from out the Browns? from the Browns. He wants out because they signed, they drafted a tight end, and they signed Austin Hooper. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. So good for them. Um. All right. Belmont stakes happened last week. Did you happen to catch it or no? Uh, no. Actually, I didn't. I didn't know what time the race was, and it was. Kind of late in the year for me to watch race, uh, horse racing. Well, it was the normal weekend it would have been, I think. Oh, no, it, it was probably it was about two weeks, weeks late. I think, it's, I think it's a couple weeks late, but that's fine. And they also shortened it to the, to the mile and a quarter that the other two races are. And, and it's not the Belmont. Yeah. Uh, tis, tis the Law won. Uh, looks like he was the favorite. He ran away with it. He was uh, the bet. His odds were four to five. Ouch. Yeah. So, he, I mean, <laughs> he, he, won, he won by a lot. Uh, it, it, it wasn't uh, secretariat a lot, but it was it was probably half of that. Interesting. Uh, I'm not sure uh, when the Preakness or the Kentucky Derby are. But are they like the, are they like the Peachy Road Race? They're going to Thanksgiving. <laughs> uh, I want to. I don't know that they can race in July. It just might be too hot. I uh, man, with all those horses dying in California, I have a feeling horse racing's on its last leg. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they moved it to like October <laughs> and, and, and added to the greatest fall of sports ever. <laughs> uh, we're going to get some zaniness, that's for sure. All right. Do you got anything else you want to chat about? Uh, no, I think, uh, I think we covered a full, uh, a full, uh, I'm sure there's stuff we left out just cause so much stuff has happened in the last four to six weeks. I mean, we've had all the riots. Um, we didn't talk about the, uh, the girls, the women's league. The, the soccer league, everybody was taking a knee last weekend. Your thoughts well, on that? The, I guess the issue is there were a few players that didn't take a knee, and they're actually the blowback from that for them is just. I saw that the one girl said, listen, my family, I've had a, ton, a bunch of family members in the military, and it's just, listen, I'm all for the cause, but I've got, you know, I've got to show respect for the flag just because I've had family members who have served in the military and have lost their lives, so. That's my choice, but I do 100% support Black Lives Matter and all the, the other different things. It's uh, interesting times. It's, it's amazing that in – when did Kaepernick do his workout? Six months ago? Oh, that weird one where he uh, – The one here down in Atlanta somewhere? Yeah, he moved to the high school down, in, um, down the, further south. Downtown, yeah. That was bizarre. And, and, I, thought and, he would, I thought the Jets signed him. <laughs> this is a fake story. You got you bit on the fake story, um, but it's amazing how that in that six or nine month period, whatever that window is, everything's kind of completely flipped his way. Uh, except for he hasn't been signed by by any teams yet. It looks like it. We'll see. But but for Goodell to come out and say, "Hey, we were wrong about this," um, the well, owners will really never no right answer. You know, it's yeah. I mean, there's. If there was a right answer, we, we would have already executed, or we would have we would have functioned under those rules. So yeah, absolutely. So everyone just kind of needs to make their own decision and go with their gut, and we'll see where we'll see what happens. Well, the other weird thing that happened is the it's the NPSL, correct? 
NWSL? NWSL, I'm sorry. There's two women's league. I think the NPSL is the other one. I think so, too. Um, you probably, probably sell to both of them. No, I only sell to one, not even one at this point. I think the NWSL is the one the, the women's national team gets divided. Yes. So that's the league that this was. Their so it looks like the, the women are no longer coming out on the field for the national anthem. Choice not to? No, or? they're they're staying in the locker room for the national anthem. Per league mandate. Per league mandate. Which is weird because no one's at the game, so there's no reason to play the national anthem. Just for the TV? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's super odd. It is odd. All right. Um, oh, just just for everybody that listens, bet with Bevo is like completely off the rails right now. He can't. He, I can't find a, a winner at this point. It's been like three weeks. I think I've lost about $150 in the last three weeks. Ouch. <laughs> well, I, did, I, put, I put $10 on uh, Danny Ricardo to be the first person out of the F1 race today. And? And he was the second person. Oh! And uh, $10 paid 140 Wow! And, um, yeah, Max Verstappen's car uh, stopped running. Oh. So he, had to, he had to hit the choke. Isn't that the one you had winning? Uh, but yesterday days. you said you were going to take for strap and to win the best one. I think, well, no, I decided against that one, and then I went, um, I went with Chase, uh, Chase Elliott instead, um, winning the uh, the four hundred. But I did do the, I did make that bet, and I was off by one person. Are we going to try and do a uh, NBC Sports Tour de France? The fellow game stuff. Yeah, I know we did it on NBC Sports last year or the year before. Oh. Yeah, we can uh, try to put something together. Okay. Yeah, let's do that. All right. Cool, Barman. Thanks a lot for doing this. Thank you. And, and uh, that, that's it for episode 90. Um, but we could talk about Mark Cavalli that we've been, uh, we've so, been watching his, uh, his shows. Yeah, I mean, uh, so I've, I actually, for those who followed me on, on Facebook, which is probably very few at this point because I blast out Mark's shows every <laughs> Sunday and Thursday. <laughs> Um, my good friend Mark's been playing live on Facebook Live. He does a Sunday night show that's Billy Joel. Um, and he does, and that's his actual Billy Joel show that he travels around and does. And then Thursday night he does an all request show. Um, Mark, I think I'm going to bring Mark on. I might interview him in person or I might bring him on and we do a group, group chat with him at some point. That'd be great. Um, just because a few of the people that I talked to a lot in that group um, went back and found the podcast episode we did, and they loved it. <laughs> well, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of Facebook banter on the uh, during a, uh, a Mark uh, show, both uh, both the Billy Joel tribute and the and the uh, his um, request the request show. So I actually enjoy the banter probably almost as much as uh, well. It's, as it gets cra- it's crazy. I mean, it's it's like it goes it goes off the the railroad tracks pretty quickly. <laughs> pretty quickly. Uh, Mark might be playing at Rosati's on Saturday if you're interested. And I'm going up there. It's Brian Brian's birthday. Do you have any uh, masks left? Yeah, I got plenty. Oh, cool. Yeah, get you whatever you need. I've got like five here. They're American flag though. I can't. I cannot <laughs> wear an American flag. If anybody need if anybody needs face pass, just email me, let me know, or message me. I've got plenty at the office. They're either four for plain for plain black or white, or six for patterns. <laughs> My actually, the mask he gave me is very comfortable. I really appreciate it. It's uh, it worked out really well. I did. Um, I don't know if you did the same thing, but I cut the strap to, to go around the ears to go around my ears, so it's easier to not have to grab the mask itself to pull it down. I can just unhook. Yep, that's what I did. Part. Yeah, unhook the sanitary part so that I can put the mask down. Well, I've got a giant head, and it's just too tight around the back of my head. <laughs> so, all right, cool. So, episode ninety in the books. Barman and I'll be back. Uh, let's call it beginning of August. Hopefully we can do a preview of the Tour de France at that point. We'll have a little bit more information on what's going on. We'll be able to cover some of the events prior to the, the big race and then, uh, kind of go from there. Awesome. Looking forward to it. If you like the Barman and Bevo podcast, you can find us on Podbean to download all of our episodes. You can go to our website, barmanandbevo.podbean.com. 
Uh, all of our episodes are there as well. We can subscribe on Google, um, Apple, of course, uh, and uh, Stitcher. You can go to any one of those platforms, search for Barman and Bevo Podcast and be able to pull it up. Follow us on Facebook at, uh, on Facebook, we're Barman and Bevo Podcast, uh, Michael Vandera, Michael Barman. On Twitter, at Barman, the letter N, Bevo Pod, uh, at Bevo8771, at underscore Coach Barman. As you can hear, Violet's in the background talking to me while I'm doing this. Um, we always have uh, weekly when we do our, our segments, uh, Ask Barman and Bevo Anything, uh, Bet with Bevo. If you have any suggestions, please send them to us at any one of our uh, social media sites. Thanks for listening. We'll be back soon with a new episode. On a warm summer's evening, on a train bound for nowhere, I met up with a gambler. We were both too tired to sleep, so we took turns of staring. Out the window at the darkness To boredom overtook us And he began to speak He said, son, I've made a life Out of reading people's faces And knowing what the cards were By the way they held their eyes So if you don't mind my saying I can see you're out of aces For a taste of your whiskey I'll give you some advice so I handed him my bottle And he drank down my last swallow Then he bombed a cigarette And asked me for a light And the night got deathly quiet And his face lost all expression Said if you're gonna play the game, boy You gotta learn to play it right You got to know when to hold up Know when to fold up walk away and know when to run you never count your money when you're sitting at the table there'll be time enough for counting when the dealing's done every gambler knows that the secret to surviving is knowing what to throw away knowing what to keep Cause every hand's a winner And every hand's a loser And the best that you can hope for Is to die in your sleep And when he'd finished speaking He turned back toward the window Crushed out his cigarette Faded off to sleep And somewhere in the darkness The gambler, he broke even but in his final words, I found an ace that I could keep. You got to know when to hold them, know when to fold them, know when to walk away, and know when to run. You never count your money. When you're sitting at the table, there'll be time enough to count them. When the deal is done, you got to know when to hold them. Know when to fold up, know when to walk away, and know when to run. You never count your money. When you're sitting at the table, there'll be time enough for counting. When the dealing's done, you got to know when to hold up, know when to fold up.